Mark Comer is a pastor who lives in the city of Portland. In his book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurley, he shared that a group of single young people moved into the house across the street from him. They all work for Nike, which is based in Portland. And he said they could all be poster children for Nike. They have perfect physique and single-digit body fat. And Mark started thinking, I want that life. I want to be in shape and have their physique and health and energy and vitality. And then he started thinking, okay, I want their life. Then am I willing to embrace their lifestyle? He thought, well, I kind of like to stay up late and drink wine and watch Netflix. And they go to bed early and eat a lot of celery and drink a lot of water. And I like to sleep in late, but they're up at the crack of dawn running. He quickly concluded, well... I want their life, but I'm not really willing to embrace their lifestyle. Well, let's relate this to the spiritual life. Hopefully, when we hear Jesus' promises of joy and peace and eternal happiness, all of us would say, I want that. I want that life. But then the question is, are we willing to embrace the lifestyle of following Jesus? The lifestyle of following Jesus is on display in the gospel today. To feed the hungry to give drink to the thirsty, to clothe the naked, to welcome the stranger, to visit the imprisoned. This is the lifestyle of Jesus. It's a life lived for others, a life of self-sacrificing love. Adopting the lifestyle of Jesus really involves a fundamental decision. Am I going to follow my way or am I going to follow Yahweh? Am I going to live for myself or am I going to live my life for others? Am I going to be the king of my own life? Or am I going to accept Christ as my king? Am I going to be a goat or am I going to be a sheep? In the gospel today, we hear about the separation of the sheep and the goats. Now, it's helpful to know in biblical times that a shepherd would guide goats and sheep very differently. So the goats are more unruly and they tend to run out in front of the shepherd. They follow, in a sense, their own will. They seek after distractions and pleasures And in order to get them to go the direction he wants, the shepherd has to throw rocks at them and yell at them. But the sheep follow behind the shepherd. They know the shepherd's voice and they stay close to the shepherd. See, it comes down to this. Are we following our own will, living for ourselves, or are we living in the divine will and following Jesus and his way of self-sacrificing love? St. Augustine put it this way. Our fundamental choice is to live in the city of God or the city of man. Well, let's reflect a little more deeply on the city of God because Jesus lived out these corporal works of mercy. He fed the hungry. He multiplied the loaves and the fish and gave drink to the thirsty. He healed the sick. He sought out the lost. He welcomed the stranger and the marginalized and the outcast and the leper and the prostitute and tax collectors. He forgave sinners. He washed the feet of his disciples. And in his final act of love, which we commemorated every Mass. He gave up his body for the salvation of the world. In just a few minutes here in the Eucharist, we'll hear those words. This is my body given up for you. This is the city of God, the lifestyle of Jesus, one of self-sacrificing love. How contrary this is to the city of man, which is basically a pursuit of living for oneself. Seeking a life of comfort and luxury for myself, the tireless quest for more money, to live in this neighborhood, to drive this car, to seek life's endless entertainments and distractions for myself. You know, this holiday weekend, 
we kind of see these two cities on display. Ultimately, Abraham Lincoln is the one who proclaimed Thanksgiving Day as a national holiday, and he had a twofold purpose. First, he said, you know, we as Americans are prone to forget to thank God, and he wanted a national holiday set aside for Thanksgiving to God. What a beautiful virtue, gratitude, which keeps us humble, reminding us that all good ultimately has its origin in God. And if I'm going to live a good life, I must be living my life in communion with God, connected to the source of all gift itself. And secondly, Abraham Lincoln proclaimed this national holiday in 1863 in the throes of the Civil War. He did this to bring unity to America Isn't this meant to be the reason we celebrate Thanksgiving weekend? For Thanksgiving and to be united as families and as Americans. But we so easily devolve into the city of man, making this holiday weekend all about self-indulgence and stuffing ourselves and shopping and materialism and Black Friday. It's the city of God or the city of man. Now, you might be thinking, okay, Well, there's a lot of needs in the world, and where do I really begin living the lifestyle of Jesus, emptying myself for others? Well, I want to share a quote from the servant of God, Catherine Doherty, that appeared in the November Magnificat. She said, let every day be the beginning of beginning again, of loving Christ a little more, of hungering for him a little more, of turning our face to him. To accomplish this, all we need to do is look at the person next to us. We must never forget that we shall be judged on love alone. And there is only one way to prove our love for God, by loving our neighbor, the person next to us at any given moment. I repeat, turning our face and heart to Christ simply means turning to the one who is next to us at this particular moment in our life. If we do that, dearly beloved, we shall be saints. Where do we begin? Look at the person next to you. The corporal works of mercy charity begins at home. It's there that we begin to feed the hungry and do laundry and clothe the naked. And then we bring our life of self-sacrificing service out to the world. Mother Teresa called it the five-foot radius. Whoever was in her five-foot radius is where she started. Maybe it's difficult to embrace our family members over Thanksgiving weekend. What a beautiful place to start. You know, Mother Teresa, reflecting back on her life, she said, the only life ultimately worth living is a life lived for others. St. John Paul, too, called this the law of the gift. Man can only find himself in a sincere gift of himself. We become saints the people God has created us to be when we give ourselves away in love for others. This is the lifestyle of Jesus. We want the fruits of the kingdom. Now we must embrace the lifestyle of following Jesus and making him the king and lord of our lives.